Hello, I'm Greg Middleman, Chairman of the Board for the EOD Warrior Foundation. I'm delighted to welcome you to our new podcast, Behind the Warrior. Part of our effort at the EOD Warrior Foundation is to improve the quality of life of our EOD family through the provisions of hope and wellness. This new podcast series will focus on resources, interviews, and topics that impact EOD warriors, their families, and the military community at large. We hope you'll continue to join us. I'm Sherry Beck, Director of Programs for the EOD Warrior Foundation. And I'm Mike Mack, EOD Family Caseworker for the EOD Warrior Foundation. And together we will be your hosts for this podcast, Behind the Warrior. And before we get too far along in this pilot episode, why don't we share a little bit about ourselves? Sherry? Thanks, Mike. I've been a part of the EOD family for over 30 years. My husband is retired Navy EOD. And in 2007, I started working closely with combat injured EOD technicians who returned stateside for care. Much of my time was spent visiting EOD warriors and their families while they were recovering at military medical treatment facilities, such as Walter Reed and Bethesda Naval Hospital. In 2013, two EOD foundations merged, Wounded EOD Warrior Foundation and the EOD Memorial Foundation merged together to become what is now the EOD Warrior Foundation. This foundation proudly serves the EOD family. Over the past 13 years, I've had the pleasure of meeting awesome people, fantastic organizations, and gain a greater understanding and respect for what our military service members and families endure. I stand behind the warrior along with so many others, and I am excited to get started on this podcast series. Mike? Thanks, Sherry. Well, I'm a 24-year Air Force veteran, and after retiring from the Air Force, I worked in the civilian sector for some years. And then in 2009, I had the opportunity to come back to the Air Force as a recovery care coordinator here in the Florida Panhandle. That job was amazing. I learned so much working with wounded, ill, and injured airmen as they were transitioning from the Air Force back to civilian life. In 2015, an opportunity came to join the EOD Warrior Foundation as it was relocated to our present location here in Niceville, Florida, and I've been here ever since. Since my time with EOD, I've learned a great deal more than I previously knew about the EOD career field, and I've had the privilege of working with EOD techs, their families, and our Gold Star families as well. I also get to work with military leadership, DOD warrior care programs, wounded warrior nonprofits, and others in servicing this amazing EOD community. Thank you, Mike. Mike, how did the podcast come about? How we got here to do this podcast is last year we were uh, approached by a couple of EOD spouses and they asked us if we could if we had programs to bear that would be helpful to EOD spouses and, and EOD families. And so we started working on trying to put together an event uh, that was going to be a one-day event in uh, the Virginia area. And we, we had conference calls. We started looking at venues. We started lining up topics and looking at subject matter experts. And things were, things were starting to come together, and then uh, COVID-19 hit, and we had to go into a completely different direction. And instead of scrapping it, uh, we put our heads together and came up with, uh, how, about, how about a podcast? So uh, podcasts would be the best way of not only getting out some of that information, maybe adding even more information, 
and reaching a, a larger audience. So, so that's how we got here. Today, we have Sandy Beal, an EOD spouse, who is going to be speaking to us about different resources and experiences as an EOD spouse and, and just family in general. And we're excited to have Sandy on. So, Sandy, I, I'm just going to run down some questions with you. And, of course, in in the question and answer period, I'm sure there's going to be some just conversation that happens naturally between all of us, and, and I'm looking forward to that. So, Mike, I think you have the first question. I do. And, uh, Sandy, we're, we're so glad to have you on this podcast and really look forward to listening to your experiences and, and hearing what you have to say. So could you start it out by first telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, how did uh, this EOD spouse event end up as a podcast from your perspective? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I have been in the EOD community for going on 20 years now and have lived in several different states as well as overseas in the community and had the experience of meeting hundreds of our EOD families. Uh, it has greatly shaped my life, uh, all for the positive, and I can't thank you guys enough for providing this opportunity to help not just our warriors, but also our families and our spouses who then support our warriors. I am an EOD spouse. My husband's in the Navy. He has served 33 years active duty and is still active duty. Uh, I think we've got probably four or five more years left, and he's ready to hang up his hat and move on to other parts of his life. Um, over the course of the years, I have been uh, an enlisted spouse. I actually was an ombudsman for a period of time, and that was a fantastic learning curve for me as a spouse, getting a view from the outside looking in to what the military has to offer and then being able to jump that hurdle and get in and really get my hands on what is available for families and spouses, as well as our military members, too. That was a wonderful experience. Um, moving overseas, completely different than being in the United States. The support system is very different. Um, super close, tight-knit families, and you hold on to those relationships for a lifetime. So I really felt very fortunate to be overseas multiple years. And now supporting my EOD spouse in his current capacity and where he's moving up to next, as well as best as I can. And also being there for spouses, the things we have gone through um, and the resources that were provided to us that are out there for everybody, which helped us improve our lifestyles. So yeah, so I met Mike last year. We were over at uh, the Mobile Unit 2 family picnic in Virginia Beach, and we this conversation came up about let's do something for the spouses and what's out there for us to help support our families as well as our warriors, and here we are. I actually prefer the podcast over the in-person at this point. That way it has some lasting power. Someone can go back and listen to it over and over again if they need some reassurance or something in the middle of the night and not sure what to do or just to hear someone's voice on the other line. I agree. Not only that, but it's a great social distancing tool as well, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yes, that's true. Also. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, really, it's interesting because from my perspective, doing retreat work as my primary role with the foundation you know, and not having that face-to-face -face connection throughout the year, the virtual platform was actually perfect because, as you said, having the the ability to have a voice-to-voice -voice can 
make a difference for somebody and being able to go back to a podcast and listen to it because once we actually actually release the episodes in the series, they're out there in the world. They don't, they don't get taken back. They, they're out there. So, um, we're hoping to not only reach our EOD families, but you know, the broader, broader military community as well. So Sandy, uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, with all the experience that you've had, and it sounds like you have been uh, serving the military and spouses, and thank you so much for all that you do and all of our spouses and how they support the the warriors and the military. Uh, you guys are so essential to our success and the success of uh, our military. Uh, what other programs are you familiar with uh, in your experience over the years as a spouse? What programs do you think have value that, that you find are beneficial to uh, the military families, military members and their, and their families, just what, what other programs out there do you, do you think have a lot of, of value? I, and it's going to sound strange when I say this because a lot of people do not take advantage of their base resources when they're living in the States. Overseas, completely different story. Everybody's on base. Everybody's familiar with MDBR programs, the fleet rack, the um, child care services, everything you're familiar with that in the states you're kind of just a little bit more removed unless you're working on base i think that getting back on base being aware what's happening with events with the chaplains with the retail shops all of the adventures that are waiting for you they should still be taken advantage of as a spouse as a military family as a military member even in the states Okay. What, what do you, uh, how would you recommend, um, and I kind of understand where you're, where you're coming from, because when I was stationed overseas in the military, I agree, we were, we were a lot closer, more tight-knit. People tended to stick together a lot, um, whereas when you're in the States, it seems like many of us live outside of the base mm-hmm. communities, and so we're not really aware of what is being offered. So what would you recommend uh, to spouses listening to this podcast how, how could they engage to find out what's going on and what's available to them? Oh, gosh. You know, the very first person they should be speaking with, and believe it or not, is your ombudsman. So a lot of people don't know that person. Getting a hold of that person's name and that contact information is extremely valuable. They are in the know. They are not scary people. They're there to help you and just be a resource. They're also not there to discuss with other people what you have going on in your life. They're there to help you. So one other thing I also like to share people with is that military one source. Love that website. They are also extremely helpful. I I agree with you on military one source uh, that it, that has been a, a longstanding program which has a lot of great programs for military families and also information on on how to gain access to those programs. Uh, for those who don't know what an ombudsman is, could you go into that? I think that's a Navy program. Uh, we do not have that in the Air Force. At least I'm not familiar with an ombudsman in the Air Force. There's probably something similar. It is essentially a spouse, typically of an uh, enlisted military member, who is the liaison between families and command. They do work directly for the command, like the um, the CMC, the CO, and the XO. And they're basically a conduit of information going back and forth. 
That's a pretty cool program. And, uh, of course, I'm not going to say I know what's going on in the Air Force because I've been retired now, coming up on 18 years. So ah. um, I would say that mainly in the Air Force when I when I was there and, and in my uh, recent uh, workings with the military and the Air Force side is uh, the Airman Family Readiness Center. I would definitely call mm -hmm. them. I would absolutely reach out on the Air Force side of the Family Readiness Centers because they – normally have a list of calendar of events for deployed spouses. I know they have a deployed spouse program. They can also tell them what, what's being offered, benefits on base for deployed spouses, or just any kind of programs that they're interested in. They can find that out at the Family Readiness Center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're there for you. That's, uh, why they, that's why they have a job. Absolutely. What do you hope other spouses and family members gain from listening to your story? Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to have a conversation with somebody about how you're feeling and what's happening in your home, regardless of military status. We have to break through that barrier of nobody saying anything and suffering in silence, both the warrior as well as the spouse and the kids. It's, it doesn't have to be that way, and it shouldn't be that way. The stigma of having a conversation is going away. The shame that people are feeling of basically like they're exposing themselves to others, you're choosing who you want to speak to. You're choosing who your resources are. Nothing goes beyond that. There is no gossiping about your life. There is no gossiping about this military career, it's honest-to-goodness communication and resources. I appreciate you uh, saying that, Sandy, because that's uh, exactly how I saw things changing place when I was uh, working working uh, on the Air Force Base there as a recovery care coordinator, uh, trying to remove the stigma of coming forward, of getting help, of acknowledging that there are issues and problems and you know, so many uh, commanders, leadership positions, just having a change of heart and being engaging and also sharing their stories as well, which, which helped others to come forward. And many times when individuals uh, do come forward and share what's going on with them, you know, they can actually get help and be, be taken care of, hopefully before, you know, the crisis spills over into, into some, into a very negative incident. So I, I agree with what you're saying, and I, I absolutely have seen that in, in uh, the last 10, 12 years myself. So that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a great point that you bring up. I, I can't, I cannot continue to watch these guys take their own lives at the end of their career, after they're retired, when things have settled, and they're left with these injuries, seen or unseen, and they feel like this is their only way out. I've lost too many very close friends, very good men and women at their own hand because they're suffering in silence and they don't need to, and they shouldn't. Right. And sometimes I think there's, there's not only, you know, stigma associated with just coming forward and saying, I'm, I'm having an issue, but I think there's sometimes a level of maybe embarrassment. They feel like they, they were, were born and bred to be a warrior and that's what they are. And 
they should not show any any signs of weakness. And honestly, I think quite the opposite. When someone comes forward and says, I, I need some help, I see incredible mm-hmm. strength in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's it's a great great message that you bring up. And, of course, uh, we at the OD Warrior Foundation all are here to help anybody in, in our EOD community that comes forward and asks for help. We absolutely have resources. We have information. We're here to listen. We care. And so if there's anybody out there that's that's hurting and suffering and needing some help, you know, please don't hesitate to get a hold of us, get a hold of a friend, get a hold of somebody. Don't don't be by yourself and isolate. Mm-hmm. I, you reach out to one of your EOD brothers or sisters. Absolutely. Whoever you're comfortable talking to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They would rather talk to you than go to your funeral. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Well said. Very well said. Um, so I, the other thing that I I'm, would like to ask, Sandy, is just if you had one self-care tip, what would you say to our spouses out there? Find somebody that you can talk to, that you trust. And even if it's only when you are in need of a stress relief or a conversation or you just need to vent, if that's the only reason you're calling them, they're going to be fine with that as well. You need to find that person. And they're out there. I can tell you from firsthand in my experience, I can call anybody, 10 to 12 people that I needed to right now, if I was struggling, they would be there for me. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, quite the contrary to that is that even if it's just one person, that's, that's mm-hmm. you know, awesome. So find the um, one person. Find the one person. That's right. And, you know, a lot of times we just need to be heard mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and not necessarily have an immediate solution or um, are asking for advice. Sometimes it's just I need to vent. I need to get mm-hmm. it out. And... Often, you know, I, I definitely feel better if I can just vent about something and then I have a little bit more clarity to be able to think about it. Does it get rid of the problem? No, but at least I can put some sort of logic to it at some point. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes it takes venting first. <laughs> you know, and I think to add on to that as well, if you are in crisis at home, if something is happening, right then and there that is in crisis and you're feeling you're in danger, your spouse in danger, the kids are in danger, you need to call. Mm -hmm. You need to call your ombudsman, you need to call the command, you need to call your trusted person and it is going to be fine, but you can't just sit back and not do anything. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I think everyone's experience is definitely their own. And, you know, there, there are a lot of experiences out there and a lot of stories, too. So I, I definitely understand that, too. Not everyone is, is the same. And what works for one person may not work for another. So we're very, very, you know, cognizant of that as well. But I think, you know, having someone that you can count on and go to um, is, is super important. Sandy, I want to just say thank you so much for being on this podcast today and sharing your experiences and and sharing your knowledge and your wisdom. We really appreciate it. 
And so uh, just to kind of end on a little bit of a lighter note, if we could, what are you doing during uh, COVID? Have you guys, you guys as a family, are you doing something fun for COVID? What kind of fun activities have you all discovered during this uh, stay-in kind of uh, environment we're dealing with? That's pretty funny. Well, um, I am in real estate, and real estate has not taken a break. So we have actually had our record year probably back from like 2007, 2006, we're in the same industry, the wow. same heightened market. So we are blazing fast trails. And uh, for fun stuff, we actually just got back from our camping trip. We spent 12 days out of campground social distancing, which was great. Yeah. Wow. It was different scenery out the window, which was nice. Yeah, that's totally nice. That's awesome. 12 days. That's <laughs> That sounds delightful. Mm-hmm. I, I think that while... Well, the, you know, the world has stopped in a way that I'm hoping that there's a level of positivity that comes from all of it, too. And I realize mm-hmm. that there's certainly struggle that happens when maybe, you know, you, you've lost your job or working from home isn't necessarily the best, you know, situation for you or your the uncertainty of keeping your job or any of those sorts of things. But kids at home. Right. And having kids at home and teaching your children at home and, you know, suddenly becoming the teacher, the mom, the dad, you know, all of the above. And I, I definitely understand that. But what I'm, what I'm really hopeful for, and I, I tend to be an optimist in this way anyway, is that I'm hopeful that relationships have improved. That's what mm-hmm. I'm hopeful for. I really am. And as, and and relationships with your between the the mom and the dad and the children and stopping and and not saying gee i've got to i've got to work tomorrow morning so i've got to iron my clothes and i can't i can't talk to you right now or i can't play this game with you i i'm hoping that there's a level of pause that has happened and that equates to some positivity and connection it has definitely happened in our house for sure we've played every board game every card game we've laughed at each other so much the last couple of months and Mm -hmm. that's been a wonderful experience for us yeah yeah there's definitely some you know positive things that's for sure Mm -hmm. yeah like maybe real estate prices will start falling i I don't know (laughs) what what do you think oh (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i don't think so mike (laughs) yeah well one can only wish right (laughs) yeah well, as Mike said, Sandy, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast with us and, and kicking this whole series off. I think we're, we're just in a position, in a, in a good position and fortunate to be able to do this and also fortunate to talk to people like you. And we are, we're really looking forward to talking to a whole lot more people, not only from a spouse's perspective, but also from a subject matter expert perspective about different subjects and topics that may be incredibly, you know, relevant to the EOD community, but the military community in a broader sense. So mm. we're, we're really excited about the, the future of this and appreciate your time so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I thank you guys for taking this on and running with it. I look forward to hearing all the podcasts. Sherry, I'm really excited about this upcoming podcast that we're going to be doing together. Some of the topics that we're going to be covering in our upcoming episodes are going to cover post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, health and wellness practices, and much more. 
Mike, I'm excited too. I, I think we have a lot of great information to share for our warriors and those who stand beside and behind them with love and support. We look forward to sharing this podcast series with you and stay tuned for more information. Thank you for listening to our Behind the Warrior podcast. This series is provided to you by the EOD Warrior Foundation. To learn more, please visit us on Facebook or at eodwarriorfoundation.org. And don't forget to tell a friend.